Bonsoir, my good friends. Monsieur What an unexpected surprise! It has been far too many years since we've seen you. Let there be light! Much of my line of work is executed in the shadows. How I've missed the feel of the light on my face, Auguste. Speaking of your work, what have the Parisian police been investigating as of late? I hope it isn't an assassination. Worry not. It is nothing of that nature. Though I almost wish it were. Perhaps then this case wouldn't be so complicated. Well, now you'll have to tell us. Very well. But I must warn you. It leaves my lips should travel no further than the door of this cafe. As prefect of the police, I must maintain the secrecy of our endeavours. Had you been kind strangers and not contemptible friends, I would not be telling you this now. And if word gets out that I did, I could lose my position. Get on with it! Or not. Ahem! <coughs> I have received personal information from a very high quarter, a document of great importance, a letter, was purloined from the royal apartments. We know who it was who committed this deed, our eyewitnesses don't lie, and we also know that he still has it in his possession. And how do you know this? This paper gives he who holds it a power enviable to the highest of societies, specifically in a certain quarter of business. I still do not understand. Then let me tell you this. Should a third person, who shall remain nameless, discover the document's power, the honor of one of an extremely high station will be called into question, which, in turn, gives this holder a dangerous level of power. But this hypothetical scenario would depend on the robber's knowledge of how much of it his target has of him. Would it not? The thief is the minister de- and we all know of his demeanor. He exemplifies what is both becoming and unbecoming of a man. Yes. Yes. And both robber and target are seated at opposite ends at a banquet of power. The robber devours each morsel for himself, wielding that power for political purposes to a dangerous extent. Perhaps even more dangerous to him now is his own appetite, a black hole never to be satiated. And at the other end, the target is grasping for the crumbs left in the robber's wake. Famished of the power she once had, hunger driving her mad with the desire to obtain her letter once more. So she has turned to me to assess the matter. And none is more fit for the job than you, mon ami. Wait! You've made it clear that the letter is still tainted by the hands of the Minister de- And that it is his possession of it that fattens him up with power. Have you not been able to wrench it from his grasp? I have not. However, your convictions are correct. And it is on the basis that I set about attempting to do so. First, I ransacked the Minister's hotel. His habits gave me a great advantage. He is frequently absent from home all through the night. Not only that, but his servants are far from numerous and sleep far away from their master's quarters. Armed with my keys that can open any chamber or cabinet all across Paris, I spent three months within the bowels of the hotel, searching fruitlessly for the letter, not stopping until I'd come to the conclusion that the thief 
is a more astute man than myself. I've investigated every nook and cranny of that godforsaken place where the paper could possibly be concealed, and found nothing. Would it be possible that the minister concealed the letter elsewhere than on his own premises? That is barely possible. Based on the current state of affairs, especially those that Minister De- is known to be involved in, the instance availability of the document is almost as integral to the power it holds as possession of it is. And it is out of the question that it can be found on the person of the minister. Indeed. I've had his person rigorously searched twice under my own inspection. You might have spared yourselves this trouble had you taken into account that De- is far from a fool and must have anticipated your inspections. He is not altogether a fool, but then he would have to be a poet, only one degree removed. True, although I have been guilty of certain drivel myself. Do you have an accurate description of the letter? Of course! I am offering that with intelligence much greater than mine, a reward befitting the wealth of their mind. The Crimson Seal of the family, an address to... Well, I must be going. The shadows beckon me towards them, as do the criminals who use them as their shield. Au revoir, monsieur! It's been a month since Monsieur Je told us of the letter. Has he traced the path of its ink yet? How am I to know? We meet again, mon ami. Oh, how unpleasant your pleasantries are. Above all else, I must know the status of the purloined letter. Would you yield to the Minister de- Alas, I would. I re-examined its property, but as I knew it would be before I zipped through the gates, it was wasted labor. How much was the reward offered? You mentioned something of the sort during our last visit. It is not at my discretion to tell you the exact amount, but I personally would owe to them the revival of my career and 50,000 francs. Then 50,000 francs you will owe to me. Go on. Write them into my hands. When you have done this, I will hand you the letter. There! There you go, August. I'd best be off now. Bonsoir! How? The Parisian police roam the streets with their heads heightened from press. They are persevering, ingenious, cunning, and thoroughly versed in their careers. Our dear friend Monsieur is deserving of these compliments. His dedication to confessional policing has blinded him to the unforeseen motives of those beneath him. Had the minister fit within the frame of a traditional criminal, the letter would be a Monsieur possession. Almost immediately. But instead, it's in your hands. Yes, because in his assessment of the minister, a fatal error was engraved on the prefect's headstone. 
And that would be... Monsieur... Je... Relegated the minister to be a fool, as he possessed the law status of a poet. The prefect himself is neither of these. He is a mathematician, versed not in the verses of poetry. Using a mathematician's logic, he inferred that all fools were poets, and that the minister must be one of them. However, poetry slashes at logic with its pen, inscribing that while all fools are poets, not all poets are fools. How, how did this lead you to the letter? Rather than shrouded in metaphor, the poet wrote his location in the clearest of terms. He chose to conceal the letter by not concealing it at all. I found it on a filigree card rack beneath the middle of his mantelpiece. Within the rack were several business cards, as to be expected, but also a solitary letter. Its appearance was radically different than that of the description given to us by the prefect. The seal was the onyx black of the minister de and it was addressed to him rather than his target. However, the letter inside was the same. The envelope had been replaced in order to diverse suspicion. How did you successfully finagle it without the minister knowing? Ah, disturbance outside diverted his attention towards his window. He rushed to the sill to quell the rising mob, and as he did so, I replaced the purloined letter with a fake of my own. I had imitated the seal and finish on the minister de false envelope with no variation in accuracy. All that was changed was the message behind the seal, the clue to my identity, courtesy of the one who sent me there, his initial target. A destiny so fatal, if it is not worthy of Atreus, is worthy of Thyestes.